This is Jorge Cervantes. You're listening to Organically Blunt, a cannabis lifestyle podcast that's raw, uncut, and unedited. Please enjoy the show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host. And this evening, we have the opportunity to speak with a legend who you might have noticed some of his work in some places, such as Mendo Dope and other musicians and other brands in the cannabis industry. Welcome to Organically Blunt, T-Dog. Oh, hell yes. That's real nice to be here. Absolutely. I appreciate you inviting me to the show, bro. I, I love what, I love what, I love the uh, energy the energy and the passion you're bringing to the table definitely definitely you know I, I've I've met you a few times throughout the year well the past two years now we'll say um you know big cloud farms I've been out there quite a bit and uh, that's where I came across you and um, and then I met the Mendo guy boys which we will be having them on later this week so keep an eye out for that we're gonna see what they're up to as well but um yeah definitely um kind of want to hear what's going on in in your area and over in what you're doing and um kind of give everybody a story about how you got started in the industry and basically i guess my first question would be what came first the cannabis or the art (laughs) the egg or the chicken or the chicken, or the egg. Uh, well, of course, uh, the art, of course, came first. Sure. Um, you know, I've been, you know, grabbing crayons or whatever to draw on ever since I was a, a very young infant, toddler. Yeah. I wish I had some of the drawings I did um, over the years. I don't know what those would look like nowadays. But no, right. I've been drawing all along the way, and then. Uh, I would say naturally the world of good medicine and cannabis came into my life is typically, it sounds like with most people right around the, that adolescent age of around 14, 15 years old. Sure. And uh, it's been a part of my, in a sense, my DNA, you know, ever since. And it's been a couple of years since I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Me too, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, well, if, you know, let's you know talk about that a little bit. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's like, you know, people say, you know, do I promote the medicine? Well, I know the experience for myself. I know the yeah. experience for many, many others. And to each his own, to a certain degree, I think a lot of the reason I like to do what I do is it's not just so much about the medicine. It's all about what's behind the medicine, the culture, the, the, the kind of personality that's behind the kind of person who either indulges cannabis or knows what the goodness that cannabis can do. Definitely, definitely. You know, I use it medically myself. I mean, I have alopecia and um, I mean, today alone, just with the way the weather has been, it was great for me today because it was warm, but these, when it, keeps jumping back and forth it causes my immune system to inflame and my hair it'll feel like i got a thousand or a million burning hot needles in my skin that's what it feels like because my immune system thinks that my hair follicles are a disease that is intruding and it's trying to push the follicles out of my out of where they grow 
and say, hey, th them don't belong in your body. So my hair will fall out randomly cool. in random, random places. All right. So when you when you use the medicine, it relieves that inflammation. It, yes. Right. But then with like, and this is what, you know, I don't understand where it has to change is that you require that medicine throughout the day, you know? Yes, definitely. And you're working and you can't, you know. Right. But I did, you mentioned Mendo Dope. I had a, I had a sport, the Mendo Dope art that. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I loved, I didn't even know until I heard the post that you had the Mendo Dope music and I yep. think they and I have a agreement that we can use it because we're, we're old friends and I met them through Subcool back in the day at a oh, cup, man. cup out in Southern California when they were much younger and <laughs> but they were but not much they were just as smart though I'm saying it's just like right by, but they, they they took a great path of uh, including what they love to do I mean it's their life it's their not even their lifestyle it's kind of talk about DNA these guys have lived it right since they were small kids almost so. yeah kind of and and i i didn't live it as big you know as big a scale as they did but i lived it all my life in a sense too you know my parents that the same way mm -hmm. they they were they were cultivators and my grandfather was an organic farmer of it and it, it was it just kind of got passed but my parents my my mother got out of it and then you know you got uh you got my my real dad he's he's been incarcerated but my stepdad at the time when she was married to him i mean we had plants growing in our living room i remember i talk about it all the time we had oh, they had to have been 35 gallon I, I was a kid so i wouldn't know the size but they were massive they were probably three foot across by probably three foot deep in our living room on rolling casters i remember them with plants and my parents had the like a bamboo stake and had a clip shop light on it and with the with the silver shade on it and right. and they would say all right kids don't touch those plants and i remember it precisely and i've called my parents out on it before and they're like you remember that well yeah i remember it we weren't allowed to touch it so obviously we're going to remember what we're not allowed to have <laughs> i'll tell you one thing i'm loving about what's kind of I think about it just in concept that so many people more people are growing yes than before and let's even take away from the fact that it's the medicine we're we're, we're, we're putting more oxygen into the world so that's Def definitely definitely <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. i can't so, complain one bit yeah so drawing the art i mean i mean that's probably what people want to hear it's like it's interesting because it's not like I was always drawing canvas art. I could, oh, I wish I could find it, but I mean, I, when I was a teenager, I definitely drew canvas. Really, you know, I love drawing the leaf, and I love drawing. I used to draw yeah. a lot of Mexican characters with big sombreros, drawing, you know, smoking big blunts because that was my, that was my perspective back there. That you know, the, all the all the marijuana cannabis was coming from, you know, south of the border. Sure. I mean, we what, when we would get, when we'd finally get, when it would come to us and there'd be seeds, there always were seeds. They didn't, you know, that's how the weed was. It was just full of seeds. 
Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we take those seeds, put them in our backyard, and we didn't know what the hell. There was no, there was no internet to check on how to grow, and there was no books in the library on how to grow. Right. Yep. You just grew it. Yep. Exactly. And that's how that's how I learned too. You know, me as a, as as a grower. You know, I learned just that simple myself. Like my grandpa was the one that taught me essentially uh-huh. and he's he's like okay we're gonna use cow manure we're gonna use some good topsoil <laughs> and we're gonna use some fish and we're gonna use some powdered aloe and we're gonna use some powdered coconut and that's it and a couple banana peels and that's i'm like <laughs> yep and i'm like okay and he's like you'll see you're gonna see that my way works you don't need all those bottles because i come out there i bought Back then, when I wanted to get first started, I bought a, uh, it was General Hydroponics. They had this, like, it's a box that comes with everything in it. And I'm like, okay. And it's like 15 different parts. And I'm pulling all these out. And he's like, you don't need all that. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. And he's like, no, you'll see. And he showed us. And like, I, like, I was talking to uh, Brandon Rust from Bakashi earthworks and he he does a lot of organic stuff and he was asking us hemp hemp wick yes i ran out unfortunately i gotta get some more definitely and um he he asked me how i buried the fish and i said well we dig about a two-foot hole and we put them in next to the plant and we'd let them decompose it was that simple you know we didn't we didn't do any fancy work but tell me I, we haven't had a chance to talk about, you've seen my work over the years. Yes. <laughs> what is Definitely. it, I mean, you invited me to the show. I mean, what is it that you love about my work? <laughs> your, your work? Okay. I'm going I'm to put it into what I call a small town perspective, because that's what I am. I, when I see it, not only do I think like the hippie era, the, the psychedelic era, the, the, oh, I can't even put it, the wallflower era, the, 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 the Woodstock. I mean, that's all I can put it into. You know, you put all that into a ball of wax and you mix it up and you got tea dog art. That's really all I can put it into. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's the era I wish I would have been I would have been born in because you guys got all the greatest stuff and we got great stuff now, but we don't have the cool drive-in movie theaters and we don't have everybody hanging out like they used to on a Friday night and up at the burger joint, listening to the jukebox or, you know, at a buddy's party at a house party in a barn or something, passing around some doobies or something, you know, you don't see that no more. That's kind of well, going to the baseline. And, like and big, on, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not like I'm on so much of. I am on a mission to like. I, I, when I started this thing, as far as doing the specific strain designs, yeah, doing the tribute art to the medicine. That was um, what was it? 2015. My buddy Mike, who if you're out there, Mike, I hope you're doing well. He's kind of doing a like a, a walkabout right now and he's not you know he's kind of like ghosting everybody and i hope he's okay but you know some people got to do what they got to do 
he was like my OG grower back in the day. Mm. But long story short, he was entering um, his uh, grow that year, which was Girl Scout cookie, um, into the High Times Cannabis Cup. And him knowing my work, he came to me and said, dude, uh, would you design like a label for my entry for the for the cannabis cup, High Times Cannabis Cup? And I said, oh, hell yes, let's do that. So um, I don't know if I have that artwork available. Let's go. I should. Let's see if I do. Man, that's cool, though, definitely. I did grab a bunch of them. <laughs> but... Um, so the Girl Scout cookie was the, the artwork I did on the label, and uh, he, I think he got honorable mention for his his grow. He didn't win anything big, but he came back that weekend and we talked, and that's when it just hit me like, you know, all these names for strains are just it's just like a wealth of creative uh ammo i mean it's like all that from you know granddaddy purple the deadhead i mean just all of them so i just started writing them down i started doing my research and this was what was the cool thing about because i'm not just like jumping on the bandwagon of oh cannabis is the trending thing and you got to draw cannabis art and, right and so no this was about my dna and it's like just coming out like like this evolution, like it was percolating and bubbling for years. And it's, and then I just, I drew the first 24 designs and put it on a poster. I think you've seen the poster, what you go to whatyourstrain.com and see that poster um, on my links. And it just became my mission. And I started getting interviewed in different press, you know, from uh, what was that one magazine back in the day? A lot of them have come and gone. It was hemp, I think. But whatever. Okay. They were just interviewing me and telling me what I was going to go, well, there's over 700 plus, and this was whatever, eight years ago, 700 plus strains. You know, I'm a, and, a, and I'm going to just keep drawing. By the way, people, since I started this, I'm up to, I think, well over 100 strains. Wow. I haven't finished them all, I, but I've designed them, meaning the concept's done. I'd say maybe more than half of them are colorized and finished and either used in commerce and or just in my tribute catalog. So. Definitely. You know, when I before I laid down last night, I and I did not realize that the interview with you and Eagle was three hours long. <laughs> but I'm laying there and I'm like, man, this is a good interview. Holy yes. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, holy shit, this still going? And it was like four times. <laughs> right. But but I seen some of the, the old school you showed in his episode. Like you showed the juicy fruit one, I oh, think right. it was. And I'm like, man, that's a that, that, that's so creative, you know. I I I have ADHD and I have I'm dyslexic and I can do a bunch of other tricks too, we'll say, but I, I I used to be someone. But there's an old joke. Uh, what do you get when you cross a dyslexic, <laughs> agnostic, and an insomniac? No idea. <laughs> get a a person who stays up all night wondering if there really is a dog. 
<laughs> Maybe you're really a guy. Wow. Dyslexic god dog. Yep, 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 yep. I got you. I, I caught it right off the rip. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're you, you got you got the flow. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm right-handed, but I can write with my left, and my but my left is terrible. Oh, it is. So this I did not do, but I wanted to show this. I was going through some stuff. Okay. Uh, let's see if I can make this, this bigger. Some people know this because I give this to some people now and then. I don't have a short stack of them left. So this okay. is from Jack Herrera's original. Wow. Emperorofhemp.com. Wow. Uh, his whole thing. My buddy, Jeff Myers, was an independent journalist and did a story on, on Jack Herrera back in the 90s and got to see the grow and meet all the crew and and the crew gave him a big stack of these. Sticks. Man. And so when I started doing my thing like five years ago and he saw what I was doing, he, he sent me the stickers. He goes, you should have these stickers and you should be giving them away to the OGs that need to have one. So Definitely. We're going to get one. I'm going to save one for you, bro. That's cool because I don't got a picture. I should probably put one on my Instagram. My office isn't always the cleanest, but my desk that everything is set up on. Yeah. Just so everybody knows that's been on here that's watching. If you send me a slap, it goes on my desk. My desk will eventually be completely covered in slaps. That's the plan. And I don't plan to get rid of this desk. This desk kind of works. And, you know, it's cool because it's got everything on it. Like everybody I've talked to throughout different events and Matt, I put it. <laughs> Definitely. That's cool. Oh, man. Uh, so, no, I hear you. Here so, so, yeah. What's up for me this coming year? I'm busier than hell, and it's good because it keeps the wife happy. If yeah. I'm grinding, because you know I'm grinding like everybody else. I'm trying to. The good news is, and it's not only just good for me, but I think it's good for the community because I'm getting such good positive feedback on my art. People want it and say, "What can I get in your shirt?" And 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 I can't. Right. Listen. It's, it's, I can't bootstrap all this stuff. I don't have the money to print all this stuff. But the good news is, and I'm doing this, is because I just signed with a licensing agent. Now, what's so cool wow. about this dude is that he, <laughs> he's been following me on IG. He, he loves the medicine as well. And uh, he's representing some top artists. So what happens is now I can give him my artwork. And then we sign licensing deals with, if it's like this mug company that puts artwork on the mugs, they sell it out in the web universe to whoever, yeah. you know, and then I get a percentage of that sales, but I don't have to touch anything. We just make the deal and the art's yep. cold. And then. I, so it's like a royalty. It's a licensed royalty. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm familiar. My family's been involved with business all my life. I mean, like it's not the, the, the ultimate way I'd like to do it. I mean, if I could have had the money to bootstrap and, and do it, but you know what? I finally, yeah. and, and I'm going to express this to everybody out there. It's kind of like I, for too long, tried to do put on all the hats and tried to do everything. Yep. And you just can't do that. You no. got you to gotta have a team. <clears throat> and I know it's not easy putting a good team together. I, I've been alone. I mean, I'm an artist, so I've always kind of been a monster yep. for a while. So, but the more I start bringing people into my world and 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 highlight their 
skills that are better than mine, whether it be in marketing and or, you know, whatever. Um, Definitely. And what I, and the ultimate joy is what I'd like to do is like, if I can generate something that generates money and everybody gets a little peace and everybody's surviving, fuck yeah. That's, that's, that's my famous saying. I say it all the time and people they're like, you know, you're right. I always tell everybody that I meet, you know, there's enough chairs around the table in this industry for everybody to pull up and have a plate. And that's what I've been saying since day one. You know, I, uh, the funny yeah, story. Talking to this industry is everybody's listening. we got to be less like the grinding system that's been eating us up already. We've got to kind of be a model for we can work together and that working together is at the end of the day is going to be benefit all of us definitely definitely you know especially well, if you come from a standpoint of this emerging um you know honestly i've never been i'm mean, just be controversy i've never been for legalization right <laughs> i don't i don't blame no, no. i'm for decriminalization Exactly. Yeah. Same or way. like, don't touch my tomatoes. Let me have my community. Let me do what I want. Just don't yep. tax me. Don't do anything. All I'm doing is growing a freaking plant. Exactly. And you know, and some people, and, and I hate to put it this way, but and the little bit of the other side of the coin, in my opinion, is you know, some of these farmers have used this not only for bartering and other things throughout life in different countries and here, but. It's also a way of life for some of these people to to live a sustainable life for their family. I mean, right. why take that away from somebody? You know, just because it's a plant that we can grow, it's like you said, it ain't any different than a tomato or a cantaloupe or a watermelon or anything like that. So why, why, uh, why make it? Why make it that way? You know what I mean? Oops. No, I know exactly what you mean, and I'm thinking. And I'm seeing it a little bit, whereas we, we, the culture, the community, yep. kind of know what this medicine's about and how good it is for our lives and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. But Definitely. If, 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 and I'm seeing what has to happen is we've kind of got to walk their line for a while. Like we need some good heads that go metric, but do it with the mindset that this is about access to the medicine. This is about quality over quantity. This is about, you know, but. Yep. It's, it's funny because when I grew outdoor, you know, I, you know, I, I contributed, we'll call it that to the legacy market. That's what they call it now. And um, I contributed me and my grandfather were contributors, but now I don't contribute. I'm small batch personal and it's funny the amount of people that are contact me and they'll be like, come on, man, for real. And I'm like, listen, I make enough for my own self and that's it. I'm sorry. And but I just like it that way. You know, I'm just talking, I'm freeballing here, but maybe that's really ultimately, and a lot of the people that are trying to invest their whole life into this is going to be their, how they're going to make a living, you know, having yep. 30,000 acres or whatever. But that maybe it should be about just the home grower growing his own medicine. You know? Yeah, I agree. Definitely. You know, if everybody was just allowed to grow their own and supply themselves, no problem. Right. I don't see there being any problem, you right. know, at all. <laughs> oh, no, no. The only problem are these people, you know, the, <laughs> You're right. it's been a real terrible thing is, you know, the extraction with the BHOs and, and these people not knowing what they're doing and people getting very, 
badly injured and or whatever. So. Definitely. There we go. And it's not weed, by the way. That's I don't know. I, I'm not saying I don't like extraction. Extractions, there's something about the essence of the plant. Right. Everything and the aesthetic that I appreciate. And yes, it is a different um, uh, inhalation. I get it. And I, yep. I won't say I don't like it. <laughs> no, definitely like jared said he said make your living but let grandma grow her shit too and and the thing <laughs> is that, that's funny though but the, and the funny thing is is uh is my grandpa was 80 when he he really like came out was trying like full out trying it when he was and the funny thing is is you know when i i, I talked to him and i'm like so how did you guys smoke it and he's like well you know, flour was popular, but that really wasn't the way I smoked mine. You I'm like ash. You got it. And I, found a, <laughs> and I found a trash pipe in high school, and I took it, and I was smoking flour out of it. And, you know, and I'm like, and I would hide it back every time after I'd use it back in his office desk. It, it and is, uh, he yeah. caught me. He caught me. He knew. He knew. And he's like, so I see you found my pipe. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. Um, yeah. Well, make sure you put it back and don't let your grandma catch you. That's what he, uh, he told me. Yeah, she knew too, but she never like fessed up to it until like I was medically, and I didn't become medical until 2006, and I've been medical since. You know, my doctor prescribed it back then because I didn't want to take a bunch of pills just to fight inflammation, and right. and the thing is with my immune system. Anti-inflammatories actually do the opposite. So they actually inflame. And, uh, and so when I take something that's an anti-inflammatory, it does the opposite. So I use Blue Dream for Tylenol and I use Granddaddy Purple for my anti-inflammatory. I want everybody to listen to Justin right now because this is, we should start, and I don't do it enough. Yeah. Start yeah. Journal, journaling the experience yep. of the medicine. Yep. And I have certain, certain caught. Cultivators. Usually, I usually I do yeah. put it to the right, put it to the left. Okay, this is the stuff. That yep, mind. yep. <laughs> and I have certain 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 genetics that I've tried, the same ones from multiple companies, such as my Blue Dream. Right. And I found the one that worked the best for me and as a person myself. And I'm using that person's genetics right. for that and so forth on and so forth. I'm I'm always curious to why a strain comes and goes. Like, why is there no blue dream right now? Right. I'm not sure. You know, I know when I first became medical and I actually went to when before I knew how to grow, grow and stuff, I went to the dispensary to get some. And that was the one that they all kept like pushing towards you. And back then and then see what happened was the one that I went to got bought out by SkyMet which is MCMA, which we all know what that is. And no, but it's just the change of hands anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But back then when it first opened, it was just a regular old local guy running it. And uh, he sold out is what he did. And uh, it was like, okay, great. And he knew his trichomes <laughs> and he knew how to, he knew how to align it with your, with your issues so that you got the right strain, not based on THC or, anything like that but based on what you were trying to treat and that was great but it changed i don't go no more that's why i grow my own i mean it's because that and when i found out i had alopecia i had to go organic because i 
a lot of that crap I can't have. I'm allergic to it. I'm allergic. You can really tell the difference. Yes. And uh, like everybody I talk to, I tell them, you know, I know what I put in my plant, so I know what's coming out versus when I go there, I don't even know what it is. You don't even get to look at it until you get out in the car if you're lucky or when you're home and you crack the bag open. That's so just how it is. Here's a good question that just came off the top of my head is sure. organically blunt. <laughs> <laughs> is like, let's say you're at a, oh, here, we'll lead into this and we'll talk about the, uh, sure. the hash bash coming up. The hash bash. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've reached out to him a few times. But what I haven't been to one yet. When you go to, let's say you're at an event and you have all your vendors and you come up to a table, what's your question about the medicine for yourself? Like, well, well, the first thing is, is I, I'm, I want to, typically it depends on the situation and, and the time of the year for me. But if it's, you know, where they can produce outdoor and have it on to be for sale. Yeah. So you're if it's indoor or outdoor, right. that'll be probably one of the first questions. And then the second question, you know, is was what kind of nutrient system did they use? No, this is just me. Was it organic? Was it salt based? Was it sin organic? Was it, you know, and then I'm asking it. Did you? How did you grow it? Was it soil? Was it? Was it DWC? Now you're, now you're asking this not so much for your because you just have your own morals and values on growing, but that right. asking, you know that if it's grown this way, it's going to be better medicine for you. Yes, I'm looking for it to be produced the cleanest way possible for me, with with no salts, no high trace. You know, we're always you, going to have high trace metals. You should check out Michael, the genetic designer, man. That guy knows the organic growth. Okay. I'll have to, definitely, yes. And and that's the thing, you know. I know everything's got trace metals in it to an extent, but if I can get the you least get amount. Planet, <laughs> yep, yep. If I can get the least amount going into my system, right. better. And then, and then, you know, a lot of these dispensaries, and a lot of people don't even know this, and I've been trying to educate. I just became educated on it. That's why I'm re-educating. That's what I love to do. That's my uh, educate, yeah. elevate, celebrate, man. Right. Is uh, I found out the the reason they can produce it so fast and have it cured so fast is they're using a form of radiation to cure it. And radiation isn't good for our body as it is. So like now you're consuming it through your cannabis, and it's like I don't want that in my body. So I, that cut right out completely. Like I'm, you know. I'm not gonna even go there if I run out type thing, you know. I, I, I I'm I'm good. Like I'm gonna find somebody that I know that grows organic and I'm gonna I'm gonna go local before I go just like you would if you were to go to the Meyer or Walmart and buy something like you would a dispensary. I'm not yeah. gonna go there. I'm gonna go to more like I guess you'd say go your mom to go to the bait shop and buy a bunch of worms. <laughs> right. And exactly. Make, and go make, your own, and make your own worm castings. Yep. You know? Yep. Exactly. You know, and, and that's, that's just how I was raised. And I kind of, I kind of got you away. Wait, wait you, what, I, forgot, I forgot to write it down. Coconut powder, did you say? Coconut powder. Yep. Wow. Yep. You know, you know how that it might be. It might be bro science. It might that's be. Right. 
No, it's okay but, because I, but, uh, you know, I, I come across, a, you know, not that I've traveled the world so much, but I've traveled yeah. enough and talked on Instagram and I, and, and I got my bros like out in, out in Hawaii and they used the, like the mango because the, they were using yep. the coffee and then, well, why can't we should use this for the weed? And they're using the mango compost, you know, to, to grow with. And that makes so much Yeah, sense. definitely. Definitely. I, um, the pot, we use powdered coconut and I use organic powdered coconut. So there's a difference, yes, because right. there is a, a, a different ways that's produced too. But um, it, yes, it costs a little more. I buy it by the pound. I I admit I get it off Amazon because no, you can I just think it's so cool. This I just find it local. And um, it, it, in my opinion, I guess you could say it's a substitute to what you would use for molasses for. Right, the sweet, the sweet. Right. Yes, and um. That's what I do. As I, I get it powdered, then I can mix it in with my water, and I just feed it that way. And the plant, plant probably loves it. I'm sure it does because I've, I haven't seen any different, and they all tend to have great flavor, and I've never had any problems doing it. And then I use the powdered aloe, you know, mostly in veg, just because it's high in nitrogen, and you're going to get a lot of that. You don't want to. You don't want to overdo it. Like I just, it. now, listen. Here's the thing. I love. I can be like a sponge listening to all my grower yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Have, and this is what I'm telling everybody out there. Keep your ears open because you're going to get little tips and bits from yep. anybody you listen to. Don't take it as you know the Bible, but just right what sounds good to you and 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 try it out and and start to grow. Because like I used to say when people go ask me if I grew because I didn't really go back to growing here's a good story so i never really had to grow i grew when i was a kid like a teenager just you know like just not anything serious obviously and then never grew again because i was an artist I, you know being in la doing the music industry stuff i never i mean i always had people who grew and friends who grew so i never had to grow and then we fast forward to 2019 uh, just before the, when the pandemic hit that when pandemic hit, what was it? March. I couldn't go. I could cancel my trip to Spanibus because everything was locked down and I was home and wasn't going to events like everybody else. And I, okay, what am I going to do? And I said, shit, I'm going to start growing. Cause I had, you know, I had access to this, just, you know, the best friends that are, you know, the OG, I got the, the, the good beans and I, and I got the good knowledge and help. I just talk to people. And so I've been pretty much at it for the last, you know, whatever, three, four years now. And it's, I can't tell you how many cycles I should keep more track, but I'm really doing well and I'm getting good compliments on because it it's all about TLC, uh, good beans, a good environment. You got to have the good environment. You got to have the humidity and the definitely temp and, uh, some good ventilation and it's not rocket science man no no it's not i'm actually using um like red eye said he loves the aloe water for his his clones and he like uses that. them definitely the idea. yeah you can actually and okay you heard this from <laughs> me and, and i i learned this from mendo but <laughs> a lot of people don't know this you can actually, an organic way to get your clones to root, an organic rooting gel, okay? Right. Is to take a piece of your aloe plant, cut it off, and put your 
you're cutting into your aloe. I don't know how to clone. I haven't done it yet, but I've read that that is a way that it takes longer it's though. Wrong. I don't know how long it would take typically, oh, but how wrong it sounds like it would work. So yeah. Yep. Yep. And um. So let's. I, uh, what else? It's because I don't want to talk for yeah, three sure. hours. I don't want to sure. talk for three hours tonight. Um, no, no, no. No, I actually because here I do have to get back to work, so I'm working on a bunch of projects. I just now this is what I love about uh, Adam and the and the hat, Mr. Hashbash Cup is that he asked me to do the artwork. So I'm giving away a little bit. So I I've done the artwork for the hash bash cup, but he doesn't he doesn't it, it, we don't drop it until like the day of the event, you know. So yep. that, that's just something he that's his that's his code, and I'm all for it because it's kind of cool. It's just anticipated. You go to the event, and there's the art. Definitely, definitely. So that I haven't I haven't made one yet. I've been trying to go, but. Seems like every time I try to go down there, something. Well, you should definitely, you know. Something happens, knock on wood. I'm not going <laughs> to go to the event at the hotel, which is at that yep. room, at the Wyndham yep. Hotel. The, what is it, the Hampton Inn? But it's, I think it's important for every uh, uh, cannabis, uh, pro-cannabis users to go to the um, the Diag for the hash bash. Definitely, definitely, yeah. That and I heard that the uh, what is it like a they got like a street fair that that I heard it's Monroe Street the Monroe Street Fair is right yep. adjacent to the, uh, the campus diag and and then they have you know mucho booths and it's it's a definitely good yeah and yeah we'll just, we'll just pray to the the cannabis gods that we'll have a, a nice day and not too cold because it can be chilly out there sometimes yeah yeah we wear the la layers and we all keep each other warm and. Now, what is the date for that? If you, do you know, or are you allowed to release it? Wait, it's the Saturday of that weekend, so it's okay. I think it's the thirty-first. Okay, is it? I might have to try to make that. Definitely, I'll have to see where things but, are. Uh, also, you know, and I, and just a little tease. I can't say too much, but there is on the horizon the big cloud will will rise for the twenty-three season. Man, that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, um, I got a few questions that I typically ask everybody that I have sure. on the show. I want to run through them with you real quick and then kind of have you wrap it up and I, I'll let you go because I know you're busy. Definitely. So here we go. Question number one. I know you, we kind of answered it earlier, but when was the first time you tried cannabis and where'd you get it? That's, you know what? I've been asking a question. And I have two answers. It was either my buddy Kirk. He got a joint from a friend. So I was, yeah, it was, uh, we sat up on this hill at our apartment complex. We were both in the apartment complex. My, my mom had just divorced my dad and we moved into this apartment and we were sitting up on this hill and, we, and that's when I spoke. It was a joint. So I did my first... <laughs> It was I, and it was a badly rolled joint. I think it was a little too tight, a little too skinny, and we were sucking pretty hard, but we got high. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And and you know that goes to our second question that we always ask anybody. You know, I, I I'm a little Debbie 
snacker when I get the munchies. Everybody oh. has something they go to when yeah. they get the munchies. What is your go-to munchie? Well, and that is actually a good question too because more of my adult life, I would prefer to eat before I smoke. Okay. But that doesn't mean I don't have the munchies. Especially, you know what? You know what gives you the munchies more than no, I don't. Edibles. No, I haven't done a lot. Yeah, edibles, edibles give me the munchies because you think about it. You're not eating that much of the edible, so you're right. like triggering that whatever sweet. Yep. And then you want to eat more, so I don't know. Uh, I guess cookies. I like De definitely, definitely. I like. Cookies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you, I, when I was listening to you on Eagle last night, and I was shocked to hear that you've had a couple of studios in different places, and you, you've, you know, we both come from the music industry. You might not know that about me, but I, I, I started out in the entertainment locally at the age of 16. And I was involved in the entertainment industry in Michigan for a long time as a photographer, a promoter, uh, what they call a street promoter, but mostly on a freelance level. And I met a lot of people I, just like you have, and you've been in a lot of different situations. Oh, as no, I my, my reputation precedes me. When I tell people about my history, they're going, no. Fucking same here. Same here. Trust me. I understand. I used to be a photographer for what, is now called iHeartRadio. It used to be owned by Clear Channel Broadcasting. And I was I was hired and met, uh, uh, under contract with them for a while for a couple of nightclubs and concerts and different events and stuff like that back in the day. But long story short, so I know where you're coming from. But that's where my, how my next question comes along. And that is, where has been the riskiest place you have partaked? Oh, you mean... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sure there's God, been some couple there's places. Been, there's been some places. That, that's a <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. certainly a concert. So obviously, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, this is a this is a good story, and I actually didn't partake, and that's probably why I got the job. So this was, by the way, my. When I was in LA, when I was a young man, I worked in the music industry. And so I got a job as a young designer at the Radio and Records Trade Publication, which is comparable to Billboard. And um, the art director brings me in, I'm like 22 years old, brings me into the president's office to be introduced. And Bob, Bob proceeds to open his desk and starts to roll a joint. <laughs> Uh, it's my first day on the fucking job, man. Oh, shit. And the guy's rolling a joint. This is L.A. back in the early 80s. And uh, um, and then the art director, as he's rolling a joint, he looks at me and he goes. And so, <laughs> so it was maybe like a test. So, right. You know, and uh, so when he said, and he started lighting, and he started passing me, I go, no, I'm good. And <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Wow. And then I worked there for three years, and that was the beginning of my career. I mean, I mean, from having my own design studio in LA, freelance design studio, and uh, 
I've designed Definitely. ads from, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen to Snoop Dogg. Man. So. man. Definitely. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, definitely. So, you know, the cannabis had to always been involved with that ride. Right, right. <laughs> and, and that leads me up to my final question. And, and, and that is, if you could, and you have already probably have, like I have, you know, smoked with a couple cool ass people that normal people wouldn't get to. But if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, anybody yeah first person that pops in i want to hear that organic answer that first thought well jesus there you go okay awesome yeah, i i would Definitely. love to i would love to just pass the joint with jesus and yeah why not and and uh drink some wine and <laughs> there would be a lot of unanswered questions definitely definitely Definitely. Jesus came to mind first, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Shrek, Shrek wouldn't be too bad either, man. That would be that would be epic, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He, he, could, he could bonk it. So. Definitely. Well, definitely. Let's do, I want to do. Let's do this more often. Let's catch up. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot more to talk about. There's a lot of good definitely. things coming up. And, definitely. I, I would love to see people, you know, go to whatsyourstrain.com or twotokes.com. There's going to be more. Oh, you can go to liquidblue.com right now and look up T-Dog. They put my art on, on tie-dye. They took my strainer wow. and put them on tie-dye shirts. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to get one of those. Yeah, definitely. And there's links on my Instagram because it's, sure it's going to help pay the bills i love that but it's kind of like it's i i it's kind of what i'm trying to express in this uh community is kind of when i say the old school the culture the community but there is something about that and um it's getting lost a little bit because everybody thinks they gotta toe the line with the way the system is right now because everybody wants a piece of the pie. Everybody's, it's all great. It's too much, a little too much, you know, trying to get the chunk of right. change. Let's just get it uh, naturalized into our community first and, and get the education going and just be able to talk about it so the stigma goes away. And, uh, you know, it's not going to take time, people. Look at I've been yeah. smoking. I've been smoking for 50 years. <laughs> Yeah, you got about 12 on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking smoking. I'm talking my whole life. Right. Yeah, right. definitely. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. That's, a, that's impressive. Man, man. I, 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 and I've seen pictures of some of the old strains and where they used to be and where they are now. I can tell you no disrespect to anything. But back then they looked like dog shit compared to what they look like oh, now. Man. I mean, here's this will bring back memories for people in the old school tie stick. That was kind of the yes. monkey paw. That was another one that these are the like, Oh, here's the one thing that I've never seen since we'll end on this just amazing okay. kind of Holy grail of weed. So it was 1978. It was my, I was out of high school a year and my buddy got a hold of two LBs of the original Acapulco gold. And I'm telling you, man, it was gold. And the smell was ridiculous. And the high was ridiculous. And I've never tasted it or smelled it or seen it since. 
Oh, I, I, can I, I know people that said they've had the had the uh, the the bean, but it never and, and I and they grew it, but it wasn't the same. Right, right. Definitely. Be, I think it has to be grown in the Guerrero Mountains in Mexico. Definitely, you know. <laughs> ah, man, that's impressive. Well, you know, I'm going to get the links from you afterwards. We'll put them in the show notes so that way people know where to find everything. Oh, cool. And and we'll look forward to catching up with you here soon. I Hopefully, uh, once we hear about what Big Claw's got planned for the year, maybe I can catch you out there and we'll, we'll, we'll partake and have a sesh or something. Right. We'll definitely keep in touch. I just want to say thank you to whoever's watching. Thank you to my to everybody who just follows me and, and says I'm, I'm hitting the mark. Because honestly, I couldn't do the art without the community. I mean, yes, I do the medicine. I'm inspired, but it's like when I do the research into the strains and all that, and just I just it's I'm trying to connect with you guys. Definitely. So we appreciate you. You have a great evening, and thank you for coming on the Organically Blunt Show. Love you, Jason. Peace, man. You've been listening to The Organically Blunt Show, a cannabis lifestyle podcast that's raw, uncut, and unedited. Thanks for listening to the show. We would like to give thanks to this episode's partners. Grow Strong Industries, the mother brand of Gorilla Grow Tint, Kind LED, and Lotus Nutrients. Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. Seedsman Seeds, a trusted seed bank with over 20 years in the industry. Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. 10. Horticulture Lighting Group, HLG, real efficiency, real yields, and made in the USA. Use coupon code organically blunt. Rain Science Grow Bags, one-of-a-kind mesh grow bags that eliminate problems and increase yields. Use coupon code organically blunt. Grove Bags, the best curing solution to save terps. Use coupon code organically blunt. Captain Redbeard Seeds, genetics that are loyal to the soil. Use coupon code organically blunt. Humboldt Seed Company, Humboldt's original seed. Use coupon code organically blunt. Fishhead Farms, the maker of fish shit. The most robust beneficial bacteria on the market. Use coupon code organically blunt. Sofim Genetics. Quality genetics at a fair price. Use coupon code organically blunt. Green Wolf Genetics. These genetics come from a wolf pack that runs with quality and no BS. Use coupon code organically blunt. Utopic Essential Nutrients. Discover the truth. Use coupon code organically blunt. Stream gardening. World leading mycorrhizal fungi. Dry tents because we all need a place to dry that harvest. Use coupon code organically blunt. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at organically blunt or on social club at organically blunt. You can reach us also via email at organicallyblunt at gmail.com. Organically Blunt can be found where you listen to podcasts such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. See you next time on the Organically Blunt Show.